Hi everyone, this is LOA Uncorked with Gina and Holly. We intend to have some fun around Law of Attraction principles. Let's discover and unleash the magic that exists inside ourselves. Tune in as we go on the hero's journey together to uplevel our lives with no bullshit, all truth, and nothing but fun. Grab a glass and join our virtual VIP conversation. everyone welcome to LOA Uncork. this is Holly and this is Gina JJ I know Holly I know listen okay I am over the moon in mm. love with Lauren Featherstone I our know. guest I know superhero Lauren Featherstone I know I wonder what like her like what what kind of like Marvel superhero she is like oh she's is she amazing like, it, I know it's like she transforms and, bodies yeah so yeah. she like could Shizzle. wiggle her nose and transform bodies well, maybe not wiggling. Okay, we'll talk about how long and she's it takes. Cute as a button. I mean, cute as a button. You Adorable would never know. Yes. and amazing has been there, done that, and is going to impart so much wisdom for our yeah. audience. I'm yeah. super excited, but I have some bad news. Mm, always with the bad news. Go ahead. <laughs> well, the problem with the 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 problem I have is that we we fudged up the audio, Gigi. I know, I know, I know. Our, our, we, our, we're getting it together. I mean, we're untrained people. Yeah, I know. And and our one trained person was not here at the time. Your son Nikon, who's normally like the pinch hitter yeah. for us, he wasn't here. And Kelly, our shout out to Kelly, yeah. our beautiful Kelly uh, editor. She's a Leo goddess, and you know she's carting off on vacation, and mm-hmm. she's going to club us when she gets back. Yeah. Okay, we're going to make her. Earn, I mean, you know how it is when you go on vacation, you come back. It's. I mean, it's. Twice we're going to make. We're going to make, make shit for her. Yeah, so that twice she, as hard. Yep. Sorry, so she Kelly. never leaves us again. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we hope you seriously enjoy this beautiful episode, and we're looking forward to uh, your comments and suggestions. Please like us. And put some comments in if you can. And we thank you for joining us. All right. Enjoy. Here we go. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncork. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And we have a special guest today, Gina. Big special guest. Like superhero special. Yes. Mm -hmm. Her name is like a superhero. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lauren Featherstone is here from the body shop Gilbert in Arizona and she is a nutrition coach and a personal trainer yes now listen firsthand you know I do the okay so there's yeah this woman she has superpowers mm-hmm. I know. so <laughs> nice she gives them to you every once in a while <laughs> it's true and so uh, I will say that we first learned of the body shop in Gilbert, Arizona yeah. from the skinny confidential. That Lauren I, Bostic. I know. Everett's Bostic, right? Everett, yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. So uh, one of we Lauren's colleagues was on mm-hmm. that. Eric, who's a founder, I think, and Lauren can speak to it, was on there. And I don't know. I listened to it and I was like, ding, ding, ding. This mm-hmm. makes so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. And for myself... And you, Gina, mm-hmm. we all sure. we all have really struggled with eating mm-hmm. and maintaining weight and training and you know all of it. Mm-hmm. And I used to have like four different sizes in my closet. And so when I heard him speak and I thought about you, yeah, I was like, oh, Gina, you have to listen. And then we got I got connected with Lauren on New Year's Eve. 
<laughs> and so I reached out and said, hell, just in time to start the resolution the next day. Hell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, Lauren is in the business of transforming bodies yeah. and I know we talked about the elixir. So being happy is part of it. So go back to our elixir series. I think there's a lot of nuggets in there mm-hmm. that talk about how to get in a good spot, mm-hmm. even with working with somebody like Lauren, I think the Elixir series actually complements that. I agree. And so you need to be joyful or it's hard to accomplish anything. So welcome Lauren Featherstone. Hi, Lauren. Thank you. Hi guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I love love that you're here today. And there's one other thing that, you know, we really share. What? You don't know, Gina. I don't know. Oh, I know. Feather tattoos. Oh, do you have a feather? Yes, <laughs> I do. So Holly originally uh, picked me as her coach because my last name is Featherstone and she has a feather tattoo. What she didn't know is then in February, my dad and I were going to get feather tattoos uh, because of our last name. And my dad had tongue cancer. So we got the feather in the shape of a cancer ribbon. Mine is on my ribs. His is on his calf. So I can't show you mine right now, but um, I am wearing my feather bracelets for you today, Holly. So I do have my feather bracelets too. Oh, We're cosmic. You clearly are. You clearly are. That's pretty special. It is special. It's a special story. I love the story about your dad too. And it's a beautiful, she showed me a picture of it. It's beautiful. I'm sure. Absolutely. That's awesome. So maybe you can start Lauren by telling us about your journey uh, and how you ended up uh, helping people transform their lives. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. So I've always been into health and fitness. I was the 13 year old girl on the elliptical reading self magazine and all about how to lose 10 pounds in 10 days and all that. Um, So I actually went to ASU's Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. So my degree is actually in print journalism because I wanted to write for a health magazine. Fast forward, I also got a certificate in events management, ended up going that route. Should have probably gotten my bachelor's in something health-related than the master's in journalism, but I wouldn't be where I am today if I had done that. So everything happens for a reason. I have been on my own health journey uh, from being doing Weight Watchers with my mom when I was in eighth grade to doing some fast HCG, paleo, isogenics, Herbalife, like you name it, I've probably tried it. <laughs> And then I discovered macros. I discovered flexible dieting um, actually through one of my friends who body builds. So I started doing that um, and I can get into what macros are a little bit later. Um, So I started doing that myself and I still always loved working out. You know, I was, we like to say, you know, skinny, fat, no, no muscle, but didn't weigh much on the scale. I've been very overweight. I've also competed in bikini competitions uh, most recently. So I've been all over the gambit, um, totally understand where all my clients are coming from. And even though I was in corporate events, I'd worked there for seven years. I knew that that wasn't my end game because I wanted to help people. I went through the trial and error and I want to help people not go through that. Um, you know, if I can skip those steps for them and help them find that healthy balance and reach their goals and that's what I meant to do. Um, so about four years ago, I actually started working with Tommy, who is, um, as you mentioned, Eric's um, partner at the Body Shop Gilbert. 
So I started working with him after I had lost about 45 pounds on my own, lost another 45 with him, mm-hmm. um, competed in my first bikini competition, and I've stayed with him ever since. I've now done two shows, and I'm hoping to do another one in the spring, so we'll mm-hmm. see if I can do that. And I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. So I always plan to make the switch to the fitness industry um, this year. Uh, I turned 30 in April. So by my 30th birthday, I'm like, I want to quit corporate America and I want to help people. COVID happened. And as you can imagine, corporate events kind of died last year. So I got laid off and I'm like, all right, this is, this is my chance. So I went through all my certifications and started working online with people um, on their nutrition, including Holly. And now I also train people in person and I haven't looked back. Oh, I love it. I mean, sometimes the pandemic is like, was a beautiful gift for a lot of people. It was hard for some, but what a gift it was for you to kind of it's nudge like you in that universe right nudging mm-hmm. her out on mm-hmm. her fitness, you know, journey. Yep. Expediting Helping others. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal when you've come so far yourself and then to be able to gift that to others. I think it's a big deal. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. And this is a huge thing because I don't what I think about what you do, Lauren, is, and I've done everything, HCG, yeah. keto, well, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, okay, listen, <laughs> you're on keto, and as soon as you eat a piece of bread, you're up 10 pounds. I mean, how yes. does that happen? Mm-hmm. I mean, that louder. <laughs> I mean, so it's so, I mean, so damn frustrating, yeah. and it's not a trend. So what we're talking about today is not a trend, like the low fat trend and then the whatever trend. This is not a trend. Right. This is something that's, I think we, you can talk to it science-based. It's yep. the, it's the long haul, but not in an ugly way, in right. a liberating way. So maybe you can talk. That's what I said. I said, yep. when I think about Lauren Featherstone, other than we have cool feathers. Okay. I think what she created for me is some liberation. So I would be mostly keto and I would watch my carbs and get down as soon as I ate anything with carbs, including a drinking night. Okay. I'm up five pounds, literally. Okay. And I was like, I can't take it. Mm -hmm. And you think it's only water, but somehow your jeans don't fit. Okay. So I'm like, well, how's that water? My jeans aren't fitting, you know? And so it was just the most frustrating Mm -hmm. journey. And then I'd be getting ready to go to an event or something and try to, I'm not in the bikini ball. We're going to talk about bikini. Yeah, we will. We're going to talk about bikini. We're going to talk about asses. Okay. That's, that's happening soon. (laughs) We're going to talk about something, something. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I would, I would have to figure out how to dial back my weight to get ready for an event. And I had no skills. Zero skills. So maybe you can kind of talk about how this isn't a fad and how, you know, how you guys, uh, how you approach this journey and we're, I'm going to call it a journey, but you can call it whatever you want to, because I don't want to scare people, but it's not 10 pounds in 10 days. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we get a lot of people that come to us and, then they decide, you know, well, I'm just going to go back to keto. It worked for me before. I'm just going to go back to isogenics. It worked for me before. And without being mean, (laughs) did it though? Because then why are you here? Um, So yes, it it gets you to lose 20 pounds in a month or whatever, but then you didn't keep it off. So it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't a lifestyle. And let's be real. No one wants to drink shakes for the rest of their life. 
No one wants to not eat a piece of bread for the rest of their life. And keto is such a trend right now. And, and it does work very well for some people, but what they do, what other people don't understand is, yeah, you, you eat a piece of bread, you cheat on it and you knock your body out of ketosis. It takes you two weeks to get back into that. And that's not a lifestyle that's not sustainable. So what's really important for me is that my clients also get an education because let's be honest, you're not meant to have a nutritionist or a coach for your whole life. That's not the point. You don't want to track your food for the rest of your life. That's also not the point. Um, So for me, it's really important that clients learn. And yes, there are meal plans, but there's no off limit foods. Um, It literally comes down to science. So macros, for those of you who don't know, are your protein, carbs, and fats. And each one of those carries a caloric quantity. So one gram of fat is nine calories. One gram of carb is four. One gram of protein is four. So all we're doing is we're taking the calories that you should be eating and breaking it into those proper portions. That's it. It's not a magic pill. Most women are under eating So a lot of times we have to add food and as Holly can attest to, she ate more and lost weight. So we're so, so scared of that because like those magazines I read growing up, ironically, they teach us to eat 1200 calories and do two hours of cardio every day to lose weight or cut out carbs or fat. And you don't have to do that right now. I'm, I'm adding food. We call it reverse dieting and I'm losing weight and eating almost 200 grams of carbs a day. It's and almost 70 grams of fat. It's so very possible, but we've created so many bad habits that we have to break. And I like to use the analogy, you know, a train doesn't run without coal. So if you come to me and you're eating 1200 calories and you want to lose weight, but you're afraid to add food, where are we going to go from there? Like, you've taken all the coal out of the engine. So what, what is there left to burn? Are you going to eat 500 calories? I mean, I've done that on HCG and it's not fun and it's not sustainable. So that's kind of what, you know, we really try to teach our clients is understanding the body, understanding how to fuel your body properly. And then once we reach those goals, how to maintain that and just live your life. Yeah, I love that. And so I want to pause right there because Gina is in a similar camp in that she doesn't eat and can't lose weight and so many women. So what I heard in the very beginning, what inspired me was that, how do you lose weight when, and I was like, I don't want to count calories. You know, I'm just going to count carbs. It's so much easier. Mm -hmm. But when you're already at 1000, I think I was at like one. 1100, 1000 to 1200, 1300. I was up and down. There's nowhere to go from there. You're eating 500 calories. I did that under HCG. So it's like, well, you can't keep subtracting. I mean, you go crazy. I mean, honestly, I mean, maybe you wouldn't because you don't eat. Okay. But your body isn't being healthy. But I didn't feel well. I mean, yes. There's a difference between hunger which I have, even as a kid, I was not hungry. A lot of times I would not, I'm terrible at breakfast. Eric helped me. I eat breakfast. Now I do think that really helps. I think that helps my appetite throughout the day. If I go too long, it's, it's almost a point of no return. I really, it's hard for me to get hungry. So I have really done a better job of eating earlier, eating often, 
smaller portions and keeping it, my body fed throughout the day, I feel a hundred times better. I really yep. do. And he slowly worked it up for me. So it wasn't, I mean, I didn't feel like, you know, I was having to shove food in my mouth. I mean, I had a hard time the first couple of weeks getting used to it and keeping up with the cadence of it, but, but it's simple. It's easy. It's in tons of options. As, as Lauren said, Eric was fantastic and laying that all out for me. And I still, still use it all today. I haven't, I haven't worked with Eric in a couple of three months, but, but I'm still using the same protocol, the same practices. Exactly. I know yeah. I need to tweak here and there and I need to get back with him, but, but overall it's been working really well for me. And from what I noticed, it does take a while. Maybe you can speak to this, Lauren. It does take a while for your body to kind of almost get it. Kind of like when you break yeah. dosis and then you have to get back in it. it. For me, it feels like if I ever get off the rails, it takes me a few weeks to get back so that my body's functioning at the highest level it should, or the way it's not, it's responding to food the way it should. Does that make yep. sense? Yeah, exactly. And that's why, as you said, we make very, very small additions and same when we're going the other way, you know, so the idea with reverse dieting is we try to get your body up to its caloric maintenance. Then we sit there for a couple of weeks. Cause as you said, your body needs to get used to that. And then we diet back down to help you with that fat loss phase. Um, and then we want to bring you back up to maintenance. And from there, most people are pretty ritualistic eaters. So that's where kind of, like you said, you, you really don't have to track every day because you're kind of eating the same things that you did with him anyway, but it does sometimes take a while for your body to catch up. Uh, even with, eating more, a lot of times you might maintain and people get frustrated with that, but they're forgetting about some of those non-scale victories that you mentioned, like they have more energy or their clothes are fitting better. And we call that body recomposition because as we all know, but yet it's hard for us to come to terms with, I guess would be the right words. Muscle weighs more than fat. Mm -hmm. So the scale may not change, but your body will drastically change. And then we get into that fat loss phase and then you'll see the scale start dropping. That's when your body is catching up. And as you're saying, like getting it. And then really, you know, you shouldn't have those big fluctuations when you do cheat, like you did with keto. You know, I can go on vacation and come back, maybe gain two pounds, but I remember going on vacation and gaining 10, 12 pounds. So when your body is working properly and your digestion is working and you're prioritizing movement and you're drinking water, you can live your life. You can drink, you can have a cheat meal. We don't even like calling them that. We call them refeed meals because that has such a negative connotation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. I, do I love that. So the reverse dieting is really, you're taking it from whatever you're at thousand, 1200 calories, and you're adding a little by little. Um, that is the scariest thing to do. Yeah. It's fearful. But I think Lauren, if you can speak to your clients, most people lose weight even during that period of time. I, oh, did. You did, no, too. I did too. I did too. I did too. So can you speak to that? That most people yeah. um, fear and always a great example. Um, she was fearful of that. And I get it because I've been there because again, that's we haven't been trained to think that way, especially as women. And then she started seeing the progress with eating more. And then in fact, when we dieted down, that was more difficult than eating more and losing the weight. Um, I have another client who I had her eating a thousand calories more than when she started with me, she didn't work out and she lost 20 pounds. She got to the point where she was eating so much. She was like, can we please start cutting? <laughs> so it is very possible. And you yeah, do have to be compliant. You know, a lot of people are like, 
well, I'm not losing weight or, you know, okay, but you're, you're 50% compliant. So you do have to put in the work. I'm not saying there's no work to it, but when you do, yeah, the results speak for themselves. Yeah, no, I love it. In fact, when we dieted back down, I was not, I was compliant going up really compliant. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm finally getting to eat. It was so fabulous. Mm -hmm. Like I said, liberating. And Mm -hmm. then I get on the scale the next morning and I'm fine. Okay. Like a, or I've lost a half pound or something. I was fine. Um, And when we dieted back down, I mean, I was, (laughs) it was very hard for me. And then my compliance went down. And then of course my results went down. Now I'm working towards goal again. Uh, you know, and she has me on something else. Okay. Now, but all of it is a mind game Mm -hmm. and, and you're right about the ritualistic eating. If you can just get in that habit. And the other thing that I think that you guys do, that's different than anything else is when you speak with Lauren, when you're becoming a, a client of hers, you say what you want every day. And I have my morning elixir from Sakura, the metabolism powder, which is amazing. I put that in my coffee in the morning. And I'm on decaf. I've gotten off caffeine. Um, oh, but, good for you. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. good. And only if I need it, like I'll have one. But I, yeah, usually every day. Yeah. But I have the coffee and the metabolism powder, which has fat in it and some carbs. And she counts that. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I really like a little chocolate. So she counts it. Yep. And you have a plan. So she counts it for you. You don't really need to count unless you go off plan. Right. And then you need to account for it. So, I mean, it's super simple. So maybe you want to talk about how you, how you do that for your clients. Yeah. We customize everything for our clients, because like you're saying, we want it to be something that they can accomplish. So like, you know, we work with a lot of nurses too, and they have issues eating throughout the day. So I'm not going to give them all this food that they have to cook when they're on shift and maybe all they can have are bars and shakes. So we really do customize it. And as you mentioned, um, I always ask my clients, what are your non-negotiables? Do you put creamer in your coffee? Do you want a glass of wine at night? Let's just account for those instead of telling yourself you can't have it. And then what are you going to do? You're going to have it and then some, um, and then that's going to be on top of what you've already had for the day versus let's just plug that in and work our day around it. I mean, I, I can't drink my coffee without creamer. So that is always in my plan. And I have a lot of moms who are like, I need my glass of wine at night. Great. Let's do that. You want ice cream at night. Fine. You want cheese. It's fine. Like let's just account for those things. And that's the nice thing about macros is it is flexible. So you can have whatever you want. If you are really craving a cheeseburger that day and you want one, you can have it. You just need to account for it. Now, with that being said, if you fill your day with foods like that, then you're going to be hungrier because you might only get to eat once or twice that day. So filling your day with higher volume foods like vegetables or, you know, rice, potatoes, eggs, lean protein, you're going to be able to eat a lot more and a lot more often throughout the day. But if you have that day where you want a donut, you can have the donut. Right. I love that. What I loved about working with the body shop and and Eric, um, I had Eric obviously, and is um, you understand the macros. So it's not even the amount of calories you're eating, but it's the combination of those calories. And yes, that is kind of the magic. And that is, I suspect, I don't know your formula, but I suspect that's different for everybody. You got to try something out and then move some stuff around. Is that kind of how you guys figure out what I need versus what Holly needs versus what you need, Lauren? 
Yes, exactly. Um, and so we ask everyone for a three-day food diary prior to working with them so that we get an idea of how you're currently eating, um, how many calories you're eating, how often, so that we can start basically in that same realm. So if you are eating 1,200 calories, but you're eating low-carb, high-fat, moderate protein, then we're going to take that same 1200 calories, but break it up a little bit different so that you're eating in those proper macro portions. Um, It is going to be different for everyone. Um, You know, I also work with a lot of people who are insulin resistant, so they are going to have to be a little bit less carb based, um, but I still work to really keep their carbs pretty high just with the proper ones. So everyone's very different. Everyone has different health conditions, different goals, different activity levels. So it's very, very custom to you. And then also talking about the flex flexibility, we do give you the three meal plans based on that. And, you know, let's say you're a mom and you don't want to cook dinner, something different for everyone that night. I try to make sure that your dinner is something that everyone will enjoy. So maybe your lunch is boring. It's salad with chicken, whatever, but then you get to have tacos at night or pasta or a burger. So I really try to customize it to your lifestyle because if it's not easy for people, they're not going to do it. Right. Yep. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. And I love that Gina. So one of the things that I thought was really interesting that Eric said on, mm-hmm. on a skinny confidential is that even alcohol is 30, at least 30 carbs would correct me if I'm wrong, 30 carbs. And the thing that he said was, this is the crazy thing is like, you know, the Trulies and all those mm-hmm. things. I don't really like them, but I used to drink them because I thought, okay, I'm only getting two carbs. He's right. like, right. no, right. it's 30 carbs. Okay. So shout out yeah. all these ladies who think they're not getting carbs. It's 30 carbs. I was like, well, I'd much rather have a glass of re- nice yeah. red wine than a truly in a can. Really? Okay. You know, let's do it right. And so for me, Lauren, since I've been doing this for a while, I know if I'm going to have a glass Mm -hmm. of wine and I usually want to, okay, if I'm out and about at least, okay, you know, like at least if we're partying, it's two. Okay. If I'm at home (laughs) at night, maybe one. Okay. When it's three, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. I was going to (laughs) say. The M&Ms do not fall, come far behind. I I know. Then the, 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 the switch in my brain goes off, but I would just say like, that 30, those 30 carbs that what I do is I think, okay, I know because I'm a ritualistic eater, generally speaking, I know, well, I'm going to cut out the bread on the sandwich for lunch and I'm going to do a rice cauliflower, which is one of my favorite things Mm -hmm. with chicken or something like that, Mm -hmm. or shrimp. And I'm going to be good to go for my glass of wine. So that's the power yep. that she gives the you. Education that you don't yep. have to go yep. and count and calculate points or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You have it down. Yeah, agreed. hundred yep. percent. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, if you decide to cut out a piece of fruit and have your glass of wine, okay, there's a 10 carb difference there that's not going to make or break you, you know, and that's something that we also have to come to realize some we're, we're tough on ourselves and we beat ourselves up and we think if we're not perfect, we're not going to have results. And you think you've come to see that you can have a bad week and still have results or have a bad week and get right back on track the next week. And and you're fine. The alcohol thing is huge. So I'm glad you brought that up. That is a huge misconception. Um, Alcohol is its own macro and we don't have a way to track it. So you can either track it as carbs or fats. So let's take the Truly, for example, uh, you know, they're hundred calories. They tell you there's four carbs in it. Well, as I told you earlier, one carb is four calories. So the four carbs only counts for 16 of those 100 calories. So 
where are they coming from? <laughs> so you have to account for that. <laughs> That's the HR math. That's like, yes. she's an HR yeah. by day. Yeah. And so yeah. she always calls it HR math. Round so like, is that line? Yeah. I get confused by that, how they can package that and make us all think yeah, How that. do they do that? You know, I don't know as far as like FDA regulations, how they can do that because right. nutrition labels are only supposed to have, I think it's like a five to 10 person forgiveness on that. Right. So I, I honestly, I don't know. That's something maybe I'll, I'll look into, but, and a lot of people too, well, I'll finish on the alcohol first. So you should take that can of truly, and you should either divide it by four for your carbs. So that'd be 25 or divide it by nine for your fat. So that's about 11 grams of fat. So like you're saying, you know, would I rather have a tablespoon of olive oil on my vegetables or a truly or a glass of wine? I'm, I'm probably going to pick the glass of wine at the end yeah. of the night um, than the olive oil. So <laughs> it is making those changes. But with that being said about nutrition labels too, I like using the nut pods creamer a lot of the times in my coffee. And I got one, I could, I could go pull it out of the fridge, but I forget what it was. It said it was like, 10 calories, but the macros didn't add up. Well, they were figuring out the calories based on removing the sugar alcohol from the carbs, which is something that a lot of keto people do, right? They only count net carbs, but how can you do that on a nutrition label? You're deciding for me that I'm not counting my sugar alcohols. That makes zero sense. So it is something they do put on there. The carbs are, you know, minus the two grams of sugar alcohols, whatever it was, but it is just something to really be aware of. Um, And, you know, with us, again, we're counting the macros, not the calories. So it's still correct if you're counting your carbs and fats, but it's just interesting what they can get away with on labels. Well, and from my standpoint, okay, I'm crazy enough that I've looked at that into that before you, Lauren, and I, I don't do well at the net. Yeah, I'm, I I have to count all oh, carbs. Yeah. I I've never done well at the net. So by them making that, because I I know those nut pods. Yes, <laughs> and yes, it's ten calories, but I've never calculated it to make sure it was right. But thank God I've given up on them because yeah, uh, that doesn't work for me. I have to count all yeah. carbs. Yeah, but, no, yeah, you should. It's yeah, very interesting. Well, that's what makes this so confusing. I think you know. I think nutrition, there's, there's so much science to it. And there are so many layers of complexities that I think make it even harder for, for people who aren't super educated, don't really know exactly, don't understand the full science. I mean, they think in concept, we all understand it, right. It should be balanced meals and, you know, yada, yada. But I think until you understand it, it's really hard to navigate by yourself. And then, like you said, you layer on all these different approaches to it that, you know, swing you this direction, you know, no, no carbs, you swing you this direction, all carbs, whatever it is, it's just really tough to find that. What is that perfect balance? Well, and I thought I was super educated and we can say this because they'll never invest in us, but, but, um, I was on this prolonged kick. I thought I was going to eat somebody when I was on it. I don't know if you're you're aware of prolon. It's that five day fast where you could, you lose like, she talked me into it once too. I don't know. I mean, like (laughs) I did, I talk her into everything. This is what I do. And she's like, eventually I came more and I'd rather do it than have to listen to it. Exactly. I forced her into prolon. I forced her into everything. But when I did the body shop, I'm like, wait, until you hear this, she's like, oh shit, here's another one. Thing. This is the most sense you've ever made, Holly. 
true. So, I, you I can't refute it. It's it's yeah. science. It's it's just facts, you know. I mean, yeah, totally. we were down to 500 calories, 600 calories. I thought I was going to eat somebody. Okay, like I honestly eating, like fermented. And then they say don't work out. Okay, and I'm like, come on, I can't even go walk. I don't know. Anyway, so um, I I don't want to bash them, but I I thought I was educated, but I wasn't. And so was crabby. I mean, we all had a cra- deal oh, with I was crabby. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It was awful, and I'm Angry. never crabby. Really really no, you're right. Um, so why do people not reach their goals in your opinion? I think that what you're just talking about education is a huge part of it because people think they're doing the right thing, just like you, you did. And, uh, everyone's body is different. So if you don't understand your body and how foods affect you, I think that's a huge part of it. I think that people want a quick fix and so they're not willing to play the long game and put in the hard work so they might lose it and then they gain it back you know everyone has a different reason but I think that that it really comes down to finding what works for your lifestyle um but either way to lose weight you need to be in a caloric deficit just like to gain muscle you need to be in a caloric surplus I mean it's pretty simple but it's not simple when maybe you don't understand that fruits a carb. People think fruits and vegetables are healthy. They are healthy. I'm not saying they're not, but you know, if you eat five bananas a day, like that's a lot of sugar, that's a lot of carbs, but people think that they're doing something right because they're eating something healthy. So I really just think it's a banana. (laughs) (laughs) Not a ho-ho, but it is. I mean, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, the body processes the carb in a similar fashion, right? Yep, exactly. Yep. It'll turn into glucose. Yep. Yeah, people really believe that. I have mm-hmm. a, a niece that was pre-diabetic and she's like, oh my God, I have to get off gluten. I have to do this, that, and the other thing. And I and I said, she's she's vegetarian too. And I said, well, what are you eating? Well, five bananas, exactly what you just said. Okay. Oh and, and she and I she opened her refrigerator and there was like fruit to here. And I was like, are you kidding me? And then there's a diet program oh, that no. gives no points. I mean, that gives it away, right? Oh yeah. No points oh, yeah. for, for sugar. Mm-hmm. And I thought, no, no, you get fat on sugar mm-hmm. and you become a diabetic on, uh, mm-hmm. on, not on sugar, on fruit. People don't know that. Okay. They don't right. know that. And she's an educated woman. She didn't know that. I was like, dude, you are not pre-diabetic. Just stop eating all that shit. Like yeah. have a egg. <laughs> okay. And I go, if that's not vegetarian, have a, like a, a morning star sausage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like oh, we, we get this done yeah. Okay, yeah. in yeah, a vegan, totally. even in a vegan way. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think education's a big deal. Hey, Gina. Hey, Holly. Listen, Gina, I'm going to be begging for some ratings here. What do you mean? I'd like our audience, if they like us, to rate us five stars. On any of the podcast platforms that, yes. that you're, they're listening to. Is that yes. what you're saying? Okay. Like Apple, Spotify. And don't you think it'd be awesome also if they really do like us to add a little comment? Oh, comments would be great. Absolutely. Okay. It really helps us bring the podcast to you and continue to get the feedback that is necessary to bring new listeners. Thanks for your support. Back to the episode. Here we go. So let's switch to um, personal training. Do you do personal training as well? And can you talk about like transforming your body in a personal training way? Yeah. Yeah. So I do both online and in-person personal training. So for my online clients, you know, whether they want to work out at home or whether they want to go to the gym, we can customize a program for them based on the equipment available 
how many days a week they want to work out, their you know uh, activity level, all that. And then also we do in studio training at the body shop here in Gilbert. And really, you know, it's about understanding where your clients are starting. You know, I have people who have done CrossFit and know what they're doing when they're lifting. And then I have people that have never lifted a day in their life. So uh, just like the nutrition, it's all about customizing it to them. And I like to work on something called progressive overload. So what that means is whether my clients are online or in person, I put them on a four week block of training plans. So when you do legs, it's the same leg workout each day or each day in that week for four weeks. That way, you know, if you do 20 pounds on something this week, you know, next week to try for 25, to try for 30, try for 35 and keep progressing and overloading your muscles versus, you know, you go to the gym and you know, like, eh, I did 20 pounds last week. That's what I'll grab this week. Well, then you're not making any progress mm-hmm. or doing a different exercise each week. Yes, we should try different exercises, but then you don't know how you're progressing with that muscle group with the exercise the week before. So I train all my clients on a four week block. And then after that four weeks, then we'll switch to a new block um, of workouts. And it really keeps them motivated because you want to compete with yourself. I mean, you're your only competition, right? And so when you know, like, okay, I did two sets at 20, one at 25. So this week I'm going to start at 25 and that's easy. Then you can go to 30. I mean, that is motivation more so than the scale for so many people. And as women, a lot of people think, oh, if I lift weights, I'm going to get bulky. Not at all. I used to hate my arms and I started lifting, doing bikini competitions and they get, we love the word tones. They get extremely toned, but I'm never bulky. You know, some people want to look bulky. We can do that too, but don't be afraid to lift weights. It's not going to make you bulky. Muscle is going to weigh more than fat. Like we talked about before. So don't be afraid of the scale. And that is why we also do progress pictures. That is huge, huge, huge. You don't have to share them with anyone. You can just take them yourself even, but comparing the visual progress, especially when you start working out is so important. I think the weight thing is a huge, we talk about misnomers with females in particular. I think it's a huge misnomer. And I think, you know, whether it's bulky or they just don't understand the importance of just strength, core strength and how those muscles burn differently if they're activated and working and stronger and all those things. Right. I just think it's a huge, and I just don't think, um, at least in my generation, I don't think we were taught how to use them. No, right. The girls did not go in the weight room. No, we didn't. We didn't either. Mm-mm. No, we went out and did tumbling or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, I mean, that's good for core. It I is mean, good for probably. core. Yeah. Like that. You're right. But we to were, understand yes. that a uh, weight room is intimidating. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I don't understand it. Yeah. Right. So it, that is great. And I think we have come a long way in terms of options outside of the weight room to yep. tone and do yeah. muscles like bands and things like that, that are less intimidating that I think if people just spent a little time with someone like Lauren um, investing and in understanding it, like, it's just like, it's just like the reverse diet. Once you understand how it works, you have flexibility to move it around, but you know, there, exactly. there's investing of of the learning, right. Yeah. And understanding. So exactly. Yeah. And uh, like you said, the intimidation factor is huge. So I'll start a lot of my beginner clients on stuff. That's more bands or cables or dumbbells. We're not going to a squat rack right away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll get there, you know, and even still, I mean, 
I even get intimidated at the gym at the squat rack because you feel like everyone's watching you, especially you as a female, you feel like all the males are like, what's this chick doing on the squat rack? At the end of the day, they're not watching you and nobody cares what you're doing, yes, I know. But, but you feel that way. Um, you know, and so, yeah, that's huge to get that confidence in the gym is, is really big. Um, and that's why I do, I'll teach my clients a lot of different ways to do the same exercise. So that way, if a machine is taken or an area is too busy and they don't feel like going over there, they have another option. Fabulous. So Lauren, you said that you didn't like your arms. I don't like my arms either, but I got a bigger question. So we're going to talk about, can you transform parts of your body? So we have to tell you, Lauren, the, what, what episode was it where we talked about asses? I've never been the same. Okay. Um, So so like the Italian underwear, Mm -hmm. which I love. Okay. Okay. Female. And I was sitting on it for two weeks to talk to Gina about, because, you know, I like to surprise her on the podcast. And I kept it in me, but I was dying for two weeks or something mm-hmm. to talk about it. Casabella sent this thing about, cause they were selling underwear, but they okay. sent ass shapes. And I'd never thought about the ass shape. And then I saw the square ass shape and I was like, shit, I think I have a square. Uh-huh. And then they had the beautiful, like heart shaped ass. And then they had the, the triangle ass. Triangle ass. And I was like, Oh shit, I don't want that. That means no. you got a big ass waist uh-huh. and a little tiny ass. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, you know, can I just have Kim Kardashian's ass? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I'm hers is I'm sure perfect. It's not a square. And so the question okay. is, I mean, it's beyond the ass question, yes. but the question okay. is, is can you reshape your ass? And well, well I want to know that. Yeah. I really want to know that. Okay, because that, that's really you don't want to square any longer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Okay. I don't think you have a square ass, by the way, just so we're clear. <laughs> well, my pictures. She's she, seen my unauthorized pictures, uh-huh, uh-huh. which are deleted from the ethers, uh-huh. right? Smart, okay. Smart. So yes. Uh so Lauren, can we do something training to reshape and retone, even for older people that we get this yeah. thing, this, this yeah. wobble, wobble, whatever we call that thing. Okay. Can, can we do something about that? Yes. Um, so you cannot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know relief. You cannot spot target for fat loss. So, you know, you can't, go on a caloric deficit and be like, yeah, I want to lose it all in my arms. Cause guess what? Where do we as women always lose it in our boobs and in our ass, of course, where we want to keep it, which is funny because I always grew up with a big butt and that was not in when I was, you know, then it was the cardio and the tiny, 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 skinny, skinny girls. And then now all these girls, all they have to do is you know, not all they have to do. It's work, but you know, now they get to eat and squat and that's what's in right now. So everyone wants a butt right now, but you can, you really can. The the important part when you're working out is to work all of the muscles. So like shoulders, for instance, you know, and I won't use the fancy words. I'll use, I'll use the, the English. Um, so you have front, you have back and you have side muscles. So if you want rounded shoulders, you can't just do a shoulder press. You need to work all of those muscles, you know, same with the glutes. Um, you have maximus and minimus. You need to work both and your hamstrings. Girls who maybe do have more of a straight up and down figure, they do want to build a bigger bottom half and they do want to build a bigger upper body so that they have more of that hourglass shape. Um, so a lot of girls, if you don't have 
uh, bigger in, well, this is huge for guys too, but just for females, if you don't have a bigger upper body, if you work your lats and your shoulders and then your, your bottom half, you're going to create that illusion of a smaller waist too, because you're making your upper body bigger. Um, so it's very, very possible, but if you want to build muscle, you have to eat. So a lot of people say, well, I want to lose weight and I want to build muscle. Okay. Well, you might be able to do both if you're just starting out. You know, if you're if you're going to be 100% on nutrition and you're going to train hard, you might be able to do both at the same time. But the reality is you kind of have to pick one or the other to start with. So that's why we start, you know, reverse diet, less cardio, more lifting. Then let's diet down, add a little bit of cardio, and we'll kind of peel back the layers on everything that you've been working towards with building those muscles. Um, so yes, you can change your body shape, but you have to be patient. And you have to, you have to eat. <laughs> what is like a, when your clients ask, what is kind of the time frame that you would typically expect for somebody to start to see meaningful changes going on with someone's body based on the diet and the exercise and all the, all the things, all the foundational things that you're helping them with, like kind of what's that. And I, I know it's different for everyone. So I'm not trying to right. box you right. Right. but just generally speaking, like what, what kind of a runway do you need? for your body to start to like manage itself in the way it should once you have all those things in place. Yep. And we have a lot of people ask that question and that's a very realistic question to ask, especially when you are investing in something, you know, because maybe that question is coming from a financial standpoint and it is a hard question to answer because like you said, everyone is different. It also depends on your compliance as a client. There is a little bit of trial and error not knowing your body and, you know, until we, we start, but I ask that everyone give me at least eight weeks before making a decision on whether to move forward or not. Because if you give me four weeks and you think you're not seeing results, that's not a fair time frame. especially if maybe the first couple of weeks you yourself are trying to get into a routine and a habit. Um, so I ask for it, give me at least eight weeks. Um, but we're definitely not like a this is going to take you 12 weeks or it's going to take you 16 weeks kind of uh, shop studio. Um, so we don't like to do anything for less than eight weeks. So even if you need to start with the reverse diet, we want to do that for eight weeks. And then you're likely going to want to cut, which is going to be at least another eight weeks. So it really depends on everyone's goals and where they're starting. But I feel like most clients, and especially if we do those photos, you may not think you're having progress. And then if I put your photo side by side, even a month in, you're going to see that you're having progress and that's going to motivate you to continue. And yeah. Holly, I think is a great example of that. She, she had progress till I put them side by side and she was like, oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> it's interesting because, well, I didn't like my first photos that I took because I took them right away. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I don't know, we did it. I don't know. We did it a few months in, whatever it was, a quarter in or whatever. And I, I was like, took the picture. I thought, I still don't look good. And then she went and put them side by side. I went, oh, yeah. shit. There's, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. And it wasn't like I had huge weight loss. I mean, I had had some weight loss for sure, but I, I wasn't at goal. At, but I looked different. I mean, the square ass looked different. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that's my question because I mean, I, I think within the four, I mean, certainly the four and eight weeks I saw change, right. I didn't see the change that I'm seeing now in that yeah. I feel like whether it's just body resistance to food toxins, I don't know what it is, honestly, but I feel 
like, and it's not always weight. Right. And I've definitely lost it, but I feel trimmer and slimmer and leaner in an interesting way that I'm like, I can't really attribute it to anything other than I think my body's just finally in, in a rhythm and in tune and it's liking what I'm doing and it's not fighting me. Um, It may feel nourished or, you know, whatever it is, it, it, my body seems happier. Yeah. Sure. I think eight weeks lighter. minimum. Yeah. I, I'm with you guys on that. The yeah. eight weeks is yeah. minimum. Yeah. And I that goes like by like that months, you know, <laughs> I would, yeah, I was thinking longer, at least a quarter, at least 12, but I, I was thinking that, you know, I mean, I definitely had lots of progress in eight weeks. I mean, oh, I, did too. I, yes. I mean, I was like, Oh, and then that liberation of just being able to, and then the refeed. I mean, you talked about that. I love that. Yeah. There's no such a thing as cheap. That would go against LOA and corked uh, yeah. lingo yeah. as well. <laughs> that refeed where you get to have, you get to go out to dinner, you know, yeah. or, you know, you, you know, you get to go have drinks with your friends and you don't need to count it. Okay. So yeah. it's, it it's liberation, but I definitely say go longer than mm-hmm. eight weeks, but yeah, I can see why eight weeks would be minimum. And I'll just tell the people that you think that's a long time. It is not, no. it is not. And you'll see progress along the way. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. People have to remember when we say eight weeks, 12 weeks, 16, whatever you want to call it, that it's not like you're not going to see anything. And then all of a sudden at 16 weeks, you're going to see it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, if you think about it from an educational, I mean, this is a re it's learning the things that, you know, that whole food pyramid we learned uh, <laughs> honestly was just not enough in terms of yeah. it was wrong. Learning, learning in a, I mean, well, it was yes. a lie. <laughs> it, yeah. That's yeah. And doesn't, doesn't do my just. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you go into it, recognizing this is, this is the learning that we all need to do to be able to educate, manage it ourselves over time. Right. It's going to take, I mean, it will take you some time. It's because it's, it's a dial that's different for every person. So it's an investment, not only financially, but it is a time commitment. But, you know, I remember as a kid, uh, so my mom's name is Denine Austin. So we always used to do Denise Austin workout videos as a kid. And I remember she'd always say, you only get one body, take care of it. And it's so true. You know, people are like, well, I can't afford a health coach. Okay. I get that. That's not a lifelong commitment you want to make, but if you can buy your $5 Starbucks every day, you're spending $150 a month on coffee. I think Maybe you need to look at your priorities then. And don't get me wrong, I had Starbucks this morning. So I'm not saying that shouldn't be one, but um, don't use that as an excuse not to invest in yourself. Uh, I think that's so important, you know. And then talking about the refeed versus cheat meal, that is, we don't want to put those negative connotations out there because so many people that come to us do have a bad relationship with food. So not only are you investing in, your health, your goals, your education, but also your mindset and, you know, creating a good relationship with food and knowing you can go out on a date night or go to brunch with the girls and enjoy yourself. And it's not the end of the world. You don't need to do extra cardio the next day. You don't need to not eat the next day. It's just part of life. Working with all the clients that you work with, like what is the one mindset that when you hear from clients that you're you know, it's going to be a bit more challenging that you need to go to work on. Like, is there (laughs) a certain wiring, a certain thought process, a certain approach to changing this, this part of your life that you've seen people struggle with more than anything else? Yeah. I mean, I think that really, you know, I do work with 
mostly women. And I think that that fear of eating or Mm -hmm. fear of not doing Mm -hmm. seven days a week of an hour of cardio is huge. And it's hard to break that mold Mm -hmm. just because we have thought that for so long. And, you know, we're not psychologists or doctors by any means, but I do, you you know, we've talked about, it's all a mental game. Mm -hmm. And so you have to get your mindset, right. You have to be willing to make the changes. You have to be willing to trust the process a little bit to do this. Um, but I'm not going to let you, I was, this is what I always tell people. I'm not going to let you gain weight week after week after week. I'm in this for your progress. I want to see you succeed. So, you know, if that starts happening and you're being compliant, then, okay, we might need to change our approach. But if you have one bad week of gaining weight, sometimes that sets people back mentally and you have to remind them, you know, sleep, digestion, hormones, water, stress, all of those things affect our weight. And a one to 2% weight fluctuation is totally normal. If we were at our goal and we had, we were two pounds up one day, we probably wouldn't really care, right? You know, next day would be back down. But when we have that mindset that we're trying to achieve something, and then you think you failed, it's really hard to break that. So I really try to, you know, be your cheerleader, motivate you, support you. But I also have to remind you that there are so many outside factors that affect your weight and eventually people get it. And I remember telling one of my clients, she, she, I don't remember if she'd even gained or lost weight that week because it didn't matter, but she told me she went out to eat and she enjoyed herself and she got right back on track and she had a few drinks with her boyfriend that week. And I said, congratulations, you finally found balance. Mm-hmm. I love that. So true. I love it. You know, I, I feel like I love what your mother said that mm-hmm. you only have one body, yeah. you know, and you have to take care of it. And we lose so much. I, I felt like for myself, I lost so much energy thinking about, you know, what should I wear or rechanging my clothes a million times in the morning because they didn't look good or, yep. you know, I've gained weight. So I don't fit those jeans anymore. I can't wear it. I mean, there's so much lost time where if you funnel that time into your life purpose mm-hmm. and yeah. how to bring more joy and more light to the world, you know, and so there's a way of there, there's almost a responsibility of taking that. If you're happy with how you are, that's perfect. Yeah. You know, stop and go no farther. But if you're obsessing about what to eat, it just detracts from your life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Life yes. Purpose. And so from my standpoint, if you can afford it, yeah. get the tools you need. So I absolutely believe one, we should all be in therapy if we can afford it. And, and in therapy, you do work on those mental things about food. So I will say with our, our deal, Lauren, my therapist had said, you know, make it more of a, I would eat and run and be on the go and, you know, eat while I'm working like most people. Right. And she's like, make it more mindful. Like this is like an honoring of the food that came to the table and thank the food and thank the, and the farmers, you know, I, I go the farmers, this, the, yeah, and the farmers and the and the worms and all the insects the that make and the, it happen. and the rain and, and the, the wind yes. and the glory. I mean, and, you think about there's a lot that happens. And she said, why there is, mm-hmm. and I am, I, I, I can't grow, I can't grow lettuce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Larry, I'm so happy when I get my lettuce because it's there and it's clean. I don't have any bugs on it. It's so mm-hmm. great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I worship the farmers because I can't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's a sense of 
if you can make it more uh, meaningful yeah. Yeah. that we're yeah. not just stuffing our faces. And when I get, cause I've come from that, you know, where mm-hmm. I just run around the kitchen eat while I'm cooking and then I'm full before the meal. And then I eat them. I mean, it's just backwards. And so mm-hmm. if we can, so a therapist helped me do that. And then a coach like Lauren, yeah. I think I need to go to work on my training coach. I, it, we, we might need to do that too, yeah. to help the square ass. <laughs> But um, a coach, <laughs> you know, those things are the core of the essence of the light that you carry yeah. every day. So I think it's super important so if you can afford it. It's something absolutely, absolutely you should do. And yeah. I would, I would recommend it. Yeah. Well, and the being mindful of eating is so important. And, you know, I am a huge foodie. I love good food. I grew up going out to eat with my dad all the time. So I appreciate it, but we eat to fuel our body at the end of the day. So like you said, being mindful of that and being grateful for that. And, you know, would you rather walk around the kitchen eating crackers while you're cooking or enjoy the steak? Like you'd rather sit down and enjoy the steak. Right. And, but we do, we're busy. And, you know, I used to do that when I was in corporate America, I would sit and eat at my desk and, I would just scarf it down, you know, and I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't tasting it. There was no, there was no point, you know, I might as well drink the protein shake for my meal at that point, because I'm not even enjoying it. Um, So that is huge. I'm glad that you, you brought that up. I love that. So Lauren, I mean, we think you're a really special person and we love the, the pandemic, like threw you out into the world. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience that you think would be beneficial? Yeah, I think, you know, don't be afraid to live your life because when you're on the beach, nobody knows how much you weigh. Nobody knows what size your swimsuit is. And if you want to wear a bikini, wear your bikini. My opinion is if you don't like it, don't look enjoy your vacation. You'd rather have those memories. You know, what are you, what are you going to remember from that vacation? You want to remember the memories, the good meal you ate. You don't want to remember feeling self-conscious at the beach. So I think that that is so important, whatever that means for you. Like you said, if you're happy where you're at now, or if you have goals, then let's take the steps to get there. Um, But it's not just physical. It really is mental too. Um, So we need to work on both ends of that. I love that. that. Beautifully, I love that. And for a chubby kid who's been chubby my entire life, uh, with exceptions for for (laughs) periods of life, uh, you know, there there have been so many vacations and so many things that I kept waiting. Yeah, I looked better to wear Uh, the things I wanted uh, to wear to show up the way I wanted to show up, and it's just it's so it's so unfortunate when you look back, like no one remembers. And I mean, even when I looked what I thought I looked bad, I mean, I looked back look at those good. pictures. I mean, like, that's, yeah, I would look that's like that now. I mean, that's the other thing. It's so unfortunate. And it's, it's so unfortunate. I, I remember that. deferring things. I thought, oh my God, I can't mm-hmm. wear a swimsuit. And it makes me want to cry. It's yeah, awful. It I mean, too. you feel the same way about your aging. It's like, you know, either your body or your aging is all body. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you think, oh my God, I didn't look good. Then. And you're like, okay, image, please. Right? Yeah. yeah. So sit in your power, sit in your goddessness, rock the b- bikini. Yes. You know, rock the, whatever you're doing, you know, you look smoking hot, like just, just be confident and enjoy yourself. It's like, it's like walk down that beach and go look at my square, square ass. ass. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. You wish you were a square. You wish you had a square ass. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. Exactly. Well, Lauren, tell our audience how to get a hold of you. Yeah. And we will put this all in the show notes, by the way. Yeah, of course. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so if you go to the Body Shop Gilbert website, um, the best way to get a hold of me or even any of our coaches is to fill out the questionnaire. Um, it'll go over your goals, that food diary, diary, excuse me, that we talked about. And then you can select your coach. My name is Lauren Featherstone. I would love to help you. Uh, so you could select me. You could put the podcast or Holly or Gina's name as how you heard about us. And then um, I'll reach out to you. We'll get on the phone. We'll talk about your goals. We'll customize a program for you. Um, another good way to get a hold of me is on Instagram. I'm LawFedFit, which I'm sure they'll tag in here. And we can even uh, DM private message about your goals there and then um, move on from that point. I love it. I okay. feel like Lauren should just stay with us. And maybe we need a third co-host. Like, we do. So- <laughs> It's so delightful. I mean, this is so great. It's so in, very, it's inspiring. Very actually. inspiring. You fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we really appreciate you coming and sharing all your knowledge, all of your wisdom, all your inspiration with our audience. Absolutely. Thank you for the chance to share it. I really appreciate it. You guys are amazing. So thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Well, t- you too. Thank you, Lauren. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining our VIP conversation. And please visit us at our website, www.loauncorked.com. See you soon. Bye.